I was 50 kilos bigger than I am right now. So I've lost. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so you were fat. I was fat. <laughs> Guys, it's me, Tim College, with another episode of Coffee with Coaches. Today I'm joined by Dana Howells, who is an Abu Dhabi based. Oh, well, we actually have a little chat about the, at the very beginning about what we like to call ourselves. She says um, lifestyle and wellness, and she hates the terms. I say fitness, I hate the term. And um, yeah, we get into loads of good stuff, tips and tricks when dieting. She's got some great ideas on breakfast. I tell you how putting a beer in my freezer on a daily basis uh, can help me when on a diet. And uh, yeah, guys, get in touch, leave me messages, share it on your socials. It's all very much appreciated. Anyone that is listening, please keep it up and get in touch with questions and anyone else if you know any trainers in and around Abu Dhabi that would be um, up for coming on the podcast send them my way enjoy Dana Howells um, fellow Abu Dhabi fitness related professional nutritionist and um, the umbrella of wellness oh that's a great way of putting it yeah i've uh i don't know i don't use wellness very often in my titles oh, god i wish i used it less like there's I do. Certain, yeah there's certain good. words that i'm just like kind of like make me like cringe a little bit and like wellness lifestyle journey all of those i just want to like kind of throw up in my mouth a little bit yeah but that if they suit i mean do they suit you does that sort of sum up sum you up I mean, it absolutely does. That's the hard part. That's why I have to keep using these words is because like it is an umbrella. It is about wellness. I think yeah. what I do, it's not just about, although like I'd say my main bread and butter is nutrition. Um, yeah. It's like, there's so much more, I'm sure, as you know, that goes into health. Like yeah. then just when food. did, so, and um, I'll, you, you've previously been overweight. Yes, very overweight. <laughs> um, how previously? Like how? When? Well, when were you last fat? <laughs> when was, when was last you last fat? fat? <laughs> you can say fat. I like some people. I, I like another. So some people have like a weird connotation around that word. My actual website is called weusedtobefat.com. Oh, so, cool. Like, was that a podcast I, you had as well? Have you? Re- it is a podcast, podcast that oh. I haven't released um, because. Oh, really? The internet being difficult. <laughs> oh, okay. No, this is, if you need any, uh, I mean, I'm sure you'd be grand, but it's, uh, it's doable. I mean, you, so you was, do you mean as a kid? Are we talking teenager? No, it was, okay. So a little bit of backstory is I grew up in California and like my mom was a super hippie before it was cool to be a hippie and before like all of the health foods um, that are available to us now are available. So I was eating like trash cardboard tofu when I was like seven and grew up incredibly like in heavy quotation marks healthy because it was like um, whole foods and all these things that, I mean, they are, it is healthy. I grew up very minimal in my diet and no, I didn't even have a television. Like we were straight up hippies. So I, and then when I turned 18, I was like, my version of rebellion was eating fast food, which is totally crazy, but that's what I had to, that's what I had to do. So, um, yeah, so I ate a bunch of fast food and then slowly gained a lot of weight. And 
didn't even realize it. I was just all of a sudden I was like, I've lost, I don't know what metric you speak, but like, let's say 50 kilos, um, hundred gained pounds. 50 kilos. I was 50 kilos bigger than I am right now. So I've lost. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so you were fat. I was fat. <laughs> I was. Right. Right. <laughs> I was never, I'm never sure when people, you know, cause people say they're fat when they're not fat at all. You mm-hmm. know, I look in the mirror and think I'm fat and, and I'm not. Yeah, know. exactly. Um, but you like, was fat. I was genuinely fat. Yeah, like yeah. I was like a fat person. Um, but even was still, that sort of college age then? Is that college age for you? Uh, yeah, right. it's like from eighteen to twenty five, twenty six. I was around that weight, so it was for a substantial amount of time. I like, yeah. was, I was a large, and it happened like slowly. It definitely didn't happen overnight for sure. But like all of a sudden, I like got on a scale, and I was like, oh my god, I'm two hundred and thirty pounds. Like, or what's that in um half that basically in kilos, but. Yeah. So, and then just over a hundred kilos. Yeah. And I wasn't really, um, limited in things I was doing because I was not an active person. So I didn't notice, right? Like if your activity is sitting on the couch and eating enchiladas, then (laughs) that's not affected (laughs) by, um, such things. So that crept on over, uh, well, not crept on, but came on and you stayed at that weight for around seven years. Did you just say then? Was that seven ish? Yeah. Yeah. About seven ish years. I was, I was, progressively getting larger and was you bothering to do anything about it trying to do anything about it no I was traveling and having a wonderful time uh I yeah I was I was I didn't have like even like really honestly the majority of my body image issues came when I started to want to lose weight it wasn't when I was fat yeah (laughs) um I was just happy and, and plodding along and then um a really good, I met a, a, we, we, a really good friend of mine, my best friend started dating this guy who used to be a, like, he was a professional, professional wrestler. He was very fit. He's been into fitness his whole life. And he started going to the gym and asked if we wanted to go with him, um, myself and my best friend. And I was like, I literally did it because I was bored. Like, I was like, yeah, let's go. There was no, right. I'm not, I like, I wish I had like, I had the moment of clarity. That's not it. Yeah. I was just like, I was bored. I'll go. And what was the first thing you did about it? Like, was it a, um, you know, did you try fitness? Was fitness the first thing you tried or nutrition? The first thing you tried, did you get dragged? Did you get duped into some of some silly stuff? A hundred percent. I was duped. I've been duped into everything. I have bought really? in. I am such a believer. I was like, that's why MNU was so helpful for me because Shall I address I, MNU for, for listeners while we're, while we're at it. Um, oh yeah. We've mentioned them and you, I snuck the uh, podcast in when Dana wasn't ready um, because uh, it, it sounds cool when you just start chatting at the beginning of a podcast. But we, when we were talking about MNU <laughs> and we were talking about MNU, which is, um, which is a certification called Mac Nutrition University, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Evidence-based um, nutritionist. Yes, exactly. Very, um, very science-backed. Mm-hmm. To, all, all, totally science backed, which is crazy when you think about it because every nutrition course should be exactly. <laughs> should be yeah, when I Couldn't say that, I'm, yeah, when I say that I'm certified in evidence based nutrition, I like feel like there's such a weird explanation that comes with that. That's like, yeah, well, isn't everything? And it's like, no, you're a nutritionist, trash. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, when I when I um, I remember signing up for it, and one of the disclaimers was that you know, when you um, qualify, when you qualify, you'll be um 
insured to practice evidence-based nutrition, nothing else. Is that okay? I was like, well, yeah, what, mm-hmm. what else is there? But then yeah. like, I, there's probably no disclaimer that, like that at the beginning of a homeopathy course or anything. No. You know? really. <laughs> um, have you had any like outside offers from people trying to get you to like back weird shit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, just being in the fitness industry for 15 years, you always get somebody coming to you with, um, uh, what, what the, the sachet shit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What am I the talking about? Herbal tea, Her- herbal life, herbal tea, tea, booty tea, yeah, um, absolutely. all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's one of the things that frustrates me most is that when people just don't understand why something works, I've had to really let go of it from a, like a mental health point of view. It's like, <laughs> just be like, forget my, my, one of my best friends think he lost weight because he, in again, in, we'll put inverted commas in the title of this um, <laughs> podcast, but in inverted commas, because he was in, on, in, he, he did keto. Now mm-hmm. he, he, I, I doubt heavily that he got into a ketogenic state. I, um, no one know, does. He just, he just, he just cut carbs out and he thinks yeah. that it's the diet and it frustrated me and all his mates were doing it. I don't know them all so well, but they were just like, it's great. It's great. It's great. I was like, look, you just dropped some calories from here, there and everywhere. You're, you're all, you were all drinkers that like a beer and a pizza. You cut beer and pizza out and you lost weight and you're surprised at that and you think it's keto? Yeah. It's, <laughs> you cut out an entire group of foods, one of three. Yeah. And you think that that's not going to spontaneously reduce your caloric intake is unfortunately where a lot of people are, and like, including myself. Like, that's absolutely why I was one of those. I was the perfect candidate. Like, yeah. But the cool thing about the cool thing about myself um, in those diets is like literally all of them worked for me. I'm not like every diet worked because well, every diet does work, right? Exactly. I adhered to every single one. So I was like, that's what started to open my eyes. when I was like, cause I did, I think the very first diet that I did was sugar-free and I did um, sugar-free for 30 days and I lost. I mean, also I was again, but like you look at the whole picture, I was 230 pound couch potato. I was like, so yeah. I would watch Survivor and I would just like hang out and sometimes I would go out to the bar <laughs> yeah. and drink. So once, as soon as you introduce any new stimulus and take away anything from that picture, yeah. you're changing things, especially because I had so much to lose. Like I, I had, you know, I had a hundred, I had 50 kilos extra Absolutely. that I didn't need. So yeah. I and lost like, you know, I, you know, I've joked before these diets, you know, you could pick a you know, pick a letter and just say, look, you can't eat any foods with, K, with the letter K in it. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. just go, go with that for me. I, I, if somebody's that hell bent on following rules and they're so good at the following rules, that would work. Don't eat on days that begin with T and you've, yeah. you've, you've reduced 40% of your calorie intake by not eating on two days a week. It's, I was it's, just talking about this. I was saying that what we should do is we should have a diet like um, where there, you can't eat any square foods. Because all the square foods are naughty foods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 For a square, yeah. right? Like yeah. all the natural stuff is like oblong and starred. Yeah. And I had to, um, like, I had to let the, the, it go. Be- I had to let it go because I was so fussed about why people lost weight, and I wanted them to know why. I want, mm-hmm. really wanted them to know why, and it wound me up that they that they thought it was special. And then I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. You know, it really doesn't matter. No. If, it only matters really to trainers and their peers. We know why they're losing weight. We know that they've cut calories out. 
They exactly. don't need to know. Paying clients don't need to know that they've lost weight because of... You're just, oh, you're just a mystic. You're a guru yeah. who knows the but, secret. Yeah. Or Tim realized that I was, you know, that foods that um, came start in... Start with K, yeah. K, yeah, start with K or I ate on, t- on days beginning with T. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really, they were really bad food days for me. So I stopped eating on those days and I've lost weight. And, and most people would get it, you know, most people would get it. Um, yeah. That, uh, that, that what, what the science is behind that is that you've cut out calories. But for me, it was a nice thing to just let go and be like, oh, they don't matter why they, why they think they lost weight. The fact is that they're my clients and they lost weight as a result, you know? And that's what they want. And like, so that's why it's interesting because like we fall back um, as these like, evidence-based people um, on the calorie uh, energy balance uh, dynamic of how Mm. things work but it also it's like it 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 is and it isn't (laughs) because if people are not if they can't adhere to that and like it's all like for me I'm a big uh, I'm a huge advocate of process goals versus end goals so like what's your end goal right like if your end goal is to lose weight and you aren't enjoying those process goals, like the little tiny goals that get you to that end goal, it's not sustainable. Like, so yeah, you can eat in a calorie deficit. Like you can fast, like you, you can just like literally fast and eat nothing and lose a f- lot of weight very yeah. quickly. How yeah. sustainable is that? What happens when you get to that goal? Is this again, brings me back to like words like lifestyle. It, this yeah. has to be a lifestyle. If it's not mm. a lifestyle, I mean, there's can also be like definitive goals where it's like, I want to run a marathon. I want to fit into a wedding dress and there's nothing wrong. You've got to enjoy going a run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you doing this? What's your actual motivation for it? And so it comes down usually to so much more than energy balance, even though we know that's what it is. (laughs) But it's like, exactly. Instead, it's more like, hey, how about you turn off the TV when you're eating food so you can pay attention to mm. how full you get or how mm. not full. Yeah, being at home at the minute for me all day, every day has been the, been the killer because of mind, mindless eating, like, like zero attention to eating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the best few weeks I've had in, during lockdown has been the weeks when I've just been to Waitrose on my on my weekend and bought out literally three or four square meals a day and been like look that's my breakfast lunch dinner breakfast lunch dinner breakfast lunch dinner because I'm I'm, yeah yeah, and done because if there's other stuff in the house um tips and tricks for for losing weight like like that and I don't class that as a particularly healthy lifestyle way to do to do stuff I don't know if it fit into yours but I wouldn't necessarily put it in but I know my I pattern recognize myself all the time. Like I try and mm-hmm. recognize patterns. I've j- yeah. literally just took um, eight beers out of the fridge and left one in. And let them warm. They got to warm up for you. They've so got to go cold down. now. They've got yeah. to go cold. The first week, my Google drop down list in during lockdown has been crazy. The first week, one of the one of the things I googled because I had a lot of beers in the in my store because of a party that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. I, I go, one of my Google questions was how, how long does it take a beer to go cold in a, a freezer? Like, so 75 minutes, anybody, 75 minutes is yeah. perfect. Ice cold, but I'll only do that with one beer or two beers. I would never do it. I'd never do it with a case. It's just a little 
I can still have a cold beer if I want. There's yeah. still alcohol, there's, you know, uh, and if I really wanted, I could have a warm beer, but I don't want to. So that's mm-hmm. a little thing that I've noticed. It's a trick that I've done to stop myself over consuming. And I don't think that there is anything wrong with that, even if it is a lifestyle, if it's for you, right? Yeah. Because that's what it is. That works for you. Why not focus on your attributes? You know yeah. this, you see this pattern. So yeah. like, that's what I would recommend is like, lean into it. Why push away from that? Just because yeah. it's not like, if you can't handle having snacks in the house, then don't have snacks in the house. If yeah. you can, have snacks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some people like hide them or certain things like that. Like I, it, I really don't think like that there is any right or wrong way to do it. I think that there is just a more optimal way for the person for that I'm working with specifically. Yeah, there's, well put, yeah. There's general themes for sure mindfulness is one of the biggest ones because like paying attention is like huge right yeah so one of the big factors of like eating like again <laughs> quotation right unhealthy because i i don't really believe that there are foods that are healthy or unhealthy i think that they're just foods that you can easily over consume cool. so if you eat them they're quite easy like let's say oreos or bis- any kind of treats or cookies like pastries they're like so easy yeah. to overeat calorie wise and like if you pay attention to these things i tell my clients like in the first week we i really have them ask themselves before they eat before they eat anything just to ask themselves am i hungry Mm -hmm. am i hungry it's so simple am i hungry and if the answer is no then you can continue to eat (laughs) even if you're not hungry but just ask yourself am i hungry or is this hedonic is this pleasure eating yeah and when you take away the actual enjoyment of pleasure eating, like if you're not paying attention, there isn't a point to it because I don't think that there are definitely foods that are more nutritious than others. And so like these foods don't really have a nutritional value. Like they're eaten for pleasure, for social bonding, for comfort, all these reasons, but nutrition isn't one of them. And if you're not paying attention to those reasons, then they are worthless <laughs> as far as exactly. I'm concerned. Yeah. If you're, if you're um, eating for the pleasure of, the taste of something that's fine we do it all the time yeah but make sure you do enjoy the the taste of it you know i see people walking to the car in a morning uh, in the morning before work and they're chewing on something and they're like they've got no idea that that there's there's, it's gone they don't they don't feel full because of it it's Mm -hmm. not gratified them in any way whatsoever then Um, there's no point there's, I mean, like, if you are doing that, you might as well eat like a piece of salmon or a head of broccoli. If you're eating for yeah. fuel, then yeah. that's fuel eating. Do that. Lean into that, right? Like get something that's just like a pure lean protein source that's low calories if you're not going to pay attention yeah. to it. And I think that's so helpful to do because like I also, not every meal can be like sat down and light a candle, right? Like No, exactly. I, a Tim tip for you here, people, if you're listening, um, <laughs> is a, a, a I've got a pint glass in my fridge with a, a, um, a bunch of celery in it pretty much all week because I go mm-hmm. and open the, I open the fridge door out of habit. You know, I don't have to go anywhere. I'm in a one bedroom apartment. It's the same. I can almost reach it from my sofa, you know? Yeah. I, I open the fridge door like something's changed since 15 minutes ago and, uh, and I'll have a, a <laughs> stick of celery. Yeah. A stick of celery is I put something in my mouth now and my mm-hmm. head at least thinks, oh, cool, you know? Uh, and it is satiating to some degree to chew on something, <laughs> you know. It's, and um, do it. Yeah. It's, a, like, it's, a, it's another one of my little like 
tip things that tips. helped. What, is that what you called it? A Tim tip? I, I did call it a Tim. First time I've ever said it, but it, it, they, <laughs> might, they might week, work their way into the podcast. Yeah. Tips so, um, Tim. So you, you basically did any diet and it worked for you. That'll annoy a lot yeah, of people. I did. Uh, yeah. So I did sugar-free. I definitely did paleo. I did. Um, I didn't really dabble too much in low carb. I was not really, I mean, but whole foods, that's kind of like a good fallback. I've counted calories. Mm. I have, I was a plant-based for two years. I, um, yeah, I've done a lot of shit. Did you find them difficult? <laughs> the diets? Yeah. Um, I don't, the, so they weren't long lasting bar the plant-based diet because that was two years. So that was definitely like, that wasn't like a, a fad or a cleanse that was, I did turn that into a lifestyle. Um, and the other ones, they weren't that difficult for me because I like a little bit of challenging stimulation. So when I'm like, I've, and I'm a cheater, I'm a cheater. So it's like right. no sugar. Oh, well I blend up dates and I make a cake that way. Right. Like, yeah. Well, you've had no sugar. <laughs> I didn't have any sugar. I followed the rules and I'm yeah. also a very, like I, I, love to cook so it's not an issue for me to like get in creative and spontaneous in the cool. kitchen with those diets and i can make them how it's funny because like you know we say as as i'm in you like there is no one optimal diet there's many ways but also in the same exact light you can also be unhealthy in every diet it's like mm. All of those diets can also be unhealthy, even paleo and yeah. <laughs> sugar-free. Like yeah. if you're eating 90 dates a day, is that really beneficial? No, think. not at all. It was, in fact, I think my paleo phase about 10 years ago, um, maybe just less, 2012, I think when it was um, in the zeitgeist, right? It was yeah. <laughs> popular to do about 2012, 13. Mm -hmm. Paleo restaurants, cafes opening up, paleo things Everywhere. on menus and stuff. I think that was the most... Um, What's the word I'm looking for when you're obsessed with your food that you put in? What's the, what's the, the author, 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 yeah, I think yeah, that was the closest I ever got to that. I was like, I mean, it was stupid. I was, I would make, a, um, I remember I'd, I'd moved here just for the second time and I was living in a place with a nice kitchen and, um, had a friend who, you know, was into nutrition and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'd go and buy, um, nuts, seeds, ghee, cocoa, yeah. um, and make a, 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 basically a homemade cliff bar kind of thing, a, a homemade, uh, a billion calorie cliff bar. Oh my God. And it didn't taste nice. It was, no. it was like gritty and horrible. <laughs> I mean, you could probably do a better job than me, but Jesus, it was, it, and it was the closest. And I told myself it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Cause it was clean. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, my God. Sure. What an idiot. What yeah. an idiot. I used to make these, they were, I, I they were far more delicious than that sounds. Um, but in my paleo phase, I would do these grass-fed butter cupcakes that were right. legitimately like two sticks of butter. These made, oh, by the way, these made six cupcakes, not like a huge batch. Only right, six. right. Two sticks of grass-fed butter for the batter. And then I think it was uh, coconut flour. So coconut flour, two sticks of butter sweetened with, I forget what, right. nothing, nothing that was sugar. And then yeah. for the frosting, it was pure cacao and then a half a cup of coconut oil. So like oh my think God. about the amount of fat. And those are, again, for six cupcakes. And it was clean. So it's like, clean. therefore, it was healthy. You know, this is, this is how what kind of cheater I am. I'm just mm. like. <laughs> I, I was just speaking about this with people at the weekend um, that um, 
I really fell out with coconut around that time. Well, about for two years, I used coconut for everything. I mean, I was cooking mm -hmm. um, omelets in coconut oil, which I mean, is horrible. Like to, to think that, and, and Those then it flavors was like, don't bond well. Oh my God. And, and I was using it for everything on, on my skin. I was, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Did again, it was. It? I don't know as I ever gargled it. What was it called? It. There was, it was called. Brush like, your teeth with it. They was doing stuff mm -hmm. like all sorts. Like it was swilling. this. Coconut miracle. swilling. That's what was that. That was a fad where it said that it released the toxins from your mouth by <sighs> swilling coconut oil. It tasted and like. I mean, oh, what was I and I'm, I'm annoyed because now I, I don't like coconut anymore. And I, I used to really like it. I can eat coconut meat, like the, the, the meat from mm -hmm. coconuts. But if that oily taste is, is in anything, it's a, it puts me off. And that was the closest. I, I used to think bacon was great because it was, you know, in it, again, mm -hmm. clean. It, was a, yeah. it had not been through a process like a sausage had. It was, and I, would eat, I was eating silly amounts of meat, fatty meats. I was cooking stuff in, um, in goose fat, yeah. you know thinking that and there was magical benefits to all of these things. And actually it just resulted in a pretty calorific diet. I spend a lot of time uh, talking to my clients about how that it's the answer isn't ever going to be adding something in. It's always taking things away when it comes mm. to, I mean, like it, I'm talking specifically about fat loss as well. This, obviously exactly. like when it comes to other things, you might need to add some, when it comes to other uh, weight related issues, you have to add stuff in, but if there's not a berry that you add, like if there's not a piece of kale, if you're like, you don't have to add that stuff in, like mm -hmm. take stuff out and then focus on, make it easy on yourself. Like if you like broccoli, eat the broccoli. If you yeah. don't like kale, don't eat kale. Like unless if, unless adding and the, 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 the non-tracking method of, of this, I'd say it'd be throwing in a load of stuff into your diet as a, as a, as a guy that is, advises people mm -hmm. and, and, as me as a coach with my fingers crossed a little bit, it's like that would get rid of a load of shit out of their diet. I'd be like, yeah. you eat, you eat three times 80 grams of, of cruciferous veg a day, or, you know, forget fruit. Cause it doesn't seem to have the same effect, but put that amount, that amount of veg in someone's diet and they'll forget to eat the fucking something else. I completely else or agree. Another. I completely you know agree I mean? with that. Yeah. It, but I, what, I, what I meant when I said that was there's no specific one thing. Like there's not exactly. like a super food. Um, but yeah, adding volume exactly. to your diet, I recommend yeah. that all the time. Yeah. Veggies are, I send like, I have all these pictures that I send to my clients of like all the vegetables and fruits in 100 gram portions because like they're like, it, they're like a pumpkin, 100 grams of pumpkin is like, Mm. basically negative calories like i mean it's not <laughs> but exactly but it's like correct. 20 calories for 100 grams of pumpkin which yeah. is like literally nothing and you have such a huge volume and it's like a big meal and that keeps you satisfied and that keeps you on track so yeah and it'd be negative right. calories from someone's day i bet i i, I mean i oh, hazard yeah. a guess that it'd take someone cal calories out of someone's day for sure we're actually showing people behind the curtain a little bit here of a of a of a good what, of a good nutritionist what we do like, little little um you know tim uh, tips no not mine at all <laughs> uh, they're just place things i've robbed from people over the years i think you know and, and noticed i mean when i think uh, some tips i used to give worked and i didn't know why they worked i thought they worked for the wrong reason i thought that mm -hmm. you know i've said i've said these words before that i could add um well, I can't remember what what measurement I might use, but I, I, I've said I could maybe ha had uh, 50 to 100 grams of protein to someone's diet and it will 
it will result in you losing weight. Now, I thought that back in the day, I'm talking 10, 10 12 years ago when I was mm-hmm. a less educated trainer, I thought that was because protein was magic. Little did I know, you know, five years later, I learned that it's actually just taking out other calories that they don't need to be eating, you know. But you know that and you're okay with saying you were wrong. Like that's also another thing I think about being a good trainer and a good, especially a good nutritionist because I have to be able to like eat crow and be like, oh, I was wrong. Like nutrition science sometimes changes and we only know what we know now, like in a hundred years from now, like what's nutrition going to look like, right? Like a hundred years ago, it was very different. (laughs) So Mm. we have to like, in order to be a good, I think an intentionally, a good intention practitioner, you have to have that quality of being like, um, I was wrong and I'm real sorry. But like, and when it comes to energy balance, that's like the one thing that I say I'm not wrong, that I can say, like that I almost say with definitiveness, like this mm. is true, this is fact. And then I say to my clients, it's always my little sign up about it is I'm like, and if it ever changes, I'll text you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, right so now. Did, did that 50 kilos drop as soon as you wanted it to? Did it come off quickly? No, when no, it- no, no. I mean, it no. went like... 50, it, it went like 10 and then 10 and then 10. Cause I, I wasn't tracking. I'd never done cal- calories is actually the last thing that I did. And so I like would do no sugar for 30 days and then I would lose 15 pounds and then I would do paleo and then I would like not do anything for like a month or two. And then I would do paleo and then I would lose. And I would like, I would maintain though. I've never, sp- I hadn't really spiked. I didn't do much spiking back up. It wasn't a fluctuation. I would just like go and Good. then stay and go That's and then stay. Um, and then so I you, added you, fitness and then you added fitness. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. So I think you'd agree that, um, there's nothing really wrong with a little, a little fad month long diet. If you can balance how you get back off of that diet. Right. It, I, 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 I completely, yes, I a hundred percent believe in it's So weird. I believe in fad diets because they fucking work, but I also, you should use them as a play thing. They're, they're a toy. You know, and know that the methods can fluctuate and change, but the foundation will not change. It is energy balance. And I think that yeah. if you go into a fad diet, knowing that and don't buy into the ideology and the dogma of a diet, then you can do whatever you want. It's your body. Yeah, yeah. Why not play and find what feels the best? Yeah, I do fad, I do fad, fad fat gains. Like I did a couple of months <laughs> last summer. I just went and, and like, I mean, I, and, and I, that was a joke, but it, I, it's true. I did a, it was a fad fat gain and it was to completely step away. I was still active in that. I was in Croatia. I was on a holiday. I was walking. I was in London. I was walking. I was, I was walking a lot. I was active and I was probably mm-hmm. more active than most because my default, if I go to eating at Libertum and excess and, and being active at Libertum, I, I default to about 85 kilos. Yeah. I feel, I feel good looking in the mirror at 80 kilos, but if I just let myself do what, what I want to do when I want to do it, it results in me and being about 85 kilos. Mm-hmm. I was eating and drinking more than I, than I should, not more than I should, but more than, um, more than you are comfortable more than, with at the time. <laughs> more than keeps me at 80 kilos, keeps me at 85, yeah. you know? So, mm-hmm. but the, the, my transition off that was the opposite of what you're talking about with the transition off of a diet. My, my transition coming back here after a summer away was like, right, we've got to change your habits. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. you know, you, you, when you get on a fad diet for two months or a month or whatever, you've got to keep those habits to some degree, right? Or you've got to not go back to 
totally back to your old ways. Would you agree? I, I would agree, but I also don't think that those things need to be separate. Like you can still build good habits while playing with a fad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you want to go on a non, so like my go-to, and again, this is like mine, it works for me. I wouldn't recommend this to as a blanket statement, but I like eating whole unprocessed foods. That's the majority of my diet. I like mm. whole foods. Um, and you can do that while also adding volume to breakfast and building on these habits. So it, you don't have to like, it doesn't have to be such a snail approach. You can also be seeing results using these tricks while playing with the fat, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So it came off and then you, when you added fitness, what fitness did you add? Was it, was that when you got into yoga or is that more recent? Resistance training was my first love. What I one? Sorry. Distance training. Resistance. resistance. Weights. I like weights. Compound, big weight, big kid weights. I like okay, Olympic okay. lifting, dead yeah. squats. I like, I like to play with the bullies. Yeah. Um, and that was that. And I, that's been something that's been consistent in my uh, fitness and, until recent times when someone yeah. took all of our weights away. Yeah, me too. Um, but it, that's something I've maintained actually since I started it. And then I've had little peppers of other fun things. Like uh, I've got into rock climbing, scuba diving, yoga, um, running, it, all mm. kinds of those little things that have come and gone. Yoga is pretty, um, pretty uh, like constant now as well. So I'd say yoga and strength training at the moment are like my absolutes. But mm. I'm, I, like I said, I like a new fun, interesting challenge. So like, if someone's like, Hey, do you want to do this? I'm usually, I, I did CrossFit for years. Like I love, I like to just try new yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I don't think either. I mean, weightlifting did go somewhere for about six months. Actually, it did disappear for quite a while. I got into yoga when I met you mm -hmm. and got introduced to yoga. But I literally fell out with the gym one day in September last year when I said I was coming back fat and I was ready to get back in shape. Mm -hmm. I went to the gym like my regular routine. I was still a member. I went in there and I was clock watching again. I thought two months off might have fixed it. I thought two months of not lifting, not being in the gym, not mm -hmm. being healthy. I literally tried to be as far away from that world as possible, came back. And I was already, I sat on a bench and set three. I was like, why am I here? Don't want to be here. And I walked out and I drove to yoga one. I Googled yoga studios mm -hmm. and I drove to yoga one. I did a week. I did seven classes in a week. And then I, until lockdown, I think I did at least four, three or four classes a week up until then, except a little Christmas break. That's mm -hmm. when weights disappeared. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, cause it's the same, like it's the same process versus end goal, right? Like mm. if you're not enjoying that process, then you're not going to, who cares about the end? Like, what is it? Are you like, are you training to be a power, like a strong man competition? Nope. Like, yeah. But 15 it. years as a bro, you get, you just go. Yeah, it took, if, if I was, if I was smart, I would have stopped two years previous to that. I was, mm -hmm. there was, I reckon there was two years of me only half enjoying being in the gym, only not even half, like, just doing it, going through the motions, you know, yeah. going there. And then, and not even, I was looking for that, like, and I've actually found it since being in lockdown, just with a few kettlebells and stuff here. I was looking your, for that. Your kettlebell yoga workout, some of the ones that I've seen, I was like, what a cool, like, in, like, cool way to play with your, with those movements in your body and just stay mindful in it. I think it's pretty cool what you're, what and you're doing. That was me letting go. I was, uh, four years ago, I would have thought, there's peers judging me. There's peers thinking like, what, 
um, this isn't an exercise. Like, why? This is not a bicep curl. This is not a strict. I'm, I'm not doing it, you know. And, and I was like, you know, I was doing yoga. I was doing the on one of Laylee's, I think. And I've got ADHD, not, not seriously ADHD. I've got, I've got an attention deficit, not a disorder, but I've got a problem with it. My dumbbells are looking at me. My yoga mat's there. And yeah. I put them there. And I was doing chaturangas and using the dumbbells as blocks. And I started pressing them overhead and then just, just messing around. And it was nice. I was moving. I was moving. Um, I've got another question for you off of, um, which is what's your favorite breakfast cereal? I feel like that might be a loaded (laughs) question. It it is a loaded question. Um, Someone who knows me wrote that question in Um, because since, so like, like I said, I'm very much of the ilk of whole unprocessed foods that's like what my go-to diet is but i also have maintained that there is no wrong way to pandemic because (laughs) like whatever we're all just trying to get through the day at some point so i have developed a uh breakfast cereal um like habit or addiction i'm not really sure what the word is but my husband and i get a new box of cereal every single week and we new box did you say uh, yeah, a different box. We eat the whole thing. It's not like we throw it out. We like spend yeah, yeah. one week eating the box of cereal and we like eat it. We're like judge it pretty intensely. There's criteria. There's like milk, um, residue flavor, crunchiness, <laughs> uh, overall flavor, box art. There's a lot of like That's cool. intention that goes into this cereal. Have you got a definitive answer to whether what's your favorite De- thus Definitively far? at this moment, I will say Honey Nut Cheerios. But Only not Cheerios. Mm-hmm. I'm really, it's a classic. I don't, um, I don't cereal much at all. I don't. I don't. I used to. And you know what I did do recently? Uh, probably about six to eight months ago, about, um, get a box of Cocoa Pops. Mm-hmm. And they're nice. I haven't but had I think those. nostalgic. Yeah, it's like from being a kid. Um, but I also, back, yeah. I also went to the recommended portion and it was pathetic. <laughs> The recommended portion of, a, of, of Cocoa Pops was like, you know, you, you, could, you could spoon them like two, spoon, two dry spoons of it into milk and you're like, mm-hmm. that's a portion. It's like, all right, so that's, we're getting on for like two, two three, four hundred calories now. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's like, and for me, like I, be, like I eat very, like I can manipulate my diet in any, in any calorie direction that I choose and feel very mm. satisfied. So like, it doesn't bother me to like have 400 calories of cereal because like, I know how to do that and budget for it. And like, yeah. also be like, okay, like, I don't really, it's not like I make a mental choice to make a budget for my cereal, but like, I also know that if I add a bunch of vegetables tomorrow if I feel like I'm a little bit like I want to lose a little bit then I like you said I add a bunch of vegetables to breakfast and having my go-to breakfast is 200 grams of beef and vegetables I've mixed that around in all kinds of different ways sometimes it'll be like Asian beef like sriracha and soy sauce and sometimes it'll be like taco style or whatever and then whatever it is whatever the beef goes with it's a bunch of vegetables right that's like super low calorie super high protein it's, my breakfast is like 350 to 400 calories of like, yeah. and so the rest of the day I can sort of play, do whatever I want. I do the same with smoked salmon, just a pack of smoked salmon when I'm being good. Um, smoked salmon and uh, whether I put it on toast or whether I just have it with some spinach, like, and just account for those few extra calories, that, depending on what you have it with. I went through yeah. a bad, a bad phase of in lockdown when I first started 
um, which, which was, um, I've got, this is, I'm late to the butter game. Like I never liked butter. My mum's furious that I've started eating butter because she'd used to give it me and, and I wouldn't touch it. I just didn't like it. I'd eat dry bread, I'd eat dry toast, but just recently, um, and I blame a local restaurant that I've just, I, I was hungover. I was hungover, and I That's and, they they get bought, you. and they bought the the butter, a tray of butters and bread, and I and I put butter on bread for the first time ever, and um, and yeah, I got into like having it on toast Since for then, breakfast. You've changed. Yeah. Uh, but there would be no protein in it. It wasn't very satiating. Luckily, it was. I was being very active at the time during lockdown, and it wasn't an issue. Nothing was an issue. How active I was being so active. But, yeah. um, but what I've noticed, what I noticed uh, as my activity came down, if I kept having that for breakfast, it, I would be hungry again at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. I'd end up snacking. Um, so I just, kept, I kept that in actually, and just added salmon to it. And just bit, was aware that it was five, a 500 calorie breakfast and it kept me going till two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and that's just about finding what works, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I love, I love the smoked salmon breakfast. What I do is I buy the pickled uh, ginger. So I buy like the sushi style pickled ginger and I'll just have it like sashimi style with soy sauce oh, and yeah? ginger. Oh yeah, that's a great and it's one. so fast. It's made, it's done. It's just open where's and that, open. Um, where's that ginger from? <laughs> Uh, I get it at, I can get it at Weight Rose. It's super cheap. You get like a big bag for like seven durhams. I know that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's like in a plastic bag. Um, And it's great. It's just sushi, ginger, and it's very low calorie. And then you just add that. So it like makes it all like fancy or whatever. Yeah. It probably cuts through it. I put balsamic vinegar on mine. It cuts through it probably in a similar way to that, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's not as like... Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, but yeah, adding that protein, like back when I was a plant-based person, I would eat oat, uh, oats for breakfast pretty much every day. Oatmeal, I made like all kinds of oatmeals and different yeah. overnight oats. And it was always a, like, just not as much bang for your buck. <laughs> and mm. at the end of breakfast, I never felt um, energized or satiated. I felt like lethargic from it, from just having yeah. that like super low protein, like carby, like, yeah kind of dip i'm not saying like um that you that's not a suitable breakfast if it works for you but for me mm-hmm. it just wasn't working and it's like i've spent time tinkering like okay i like eggs i'm still not satisfied enough with eggs like i have to eat the amount of protein that i want i'd have to eat like 10 eggs yeah um and that's too much volume so i landed on a big weird pile of beef for breakfast yeah I, and, I, that that was my, actually my um Beef and nuts was my go-to breakfast during my paleo phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My paleo phase clashed with a, like, not that I was at, at, like, it clashed with the fitness industry heavily leaning towards, or everyone I was sort of following and looking at was prepping to get on stage, prep, prep, prep. Low fat, you know, low fat, low fat. Yeah. Take the, take the, uh, take your Tupperware everywhere with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to do a post and maybe a podcast on that. But yeah, I really fell out with the fitness industry about then. It was, it really made me feel like if I wasn't prepping to get on stage myself and stand there in little trunks, <laughs> then uh, I, it, uh, you, wasn't in the, you wasn't a fitness trainer and uh, it, it's bullshit, but I will, um, I'll address that at another time. So yeah. what made you fall out of, uh, you've said plant-based, you've, never, you've not said veganism yet. So was you ever vegan? 
Um, I mean, it is the same thing, right? Isn't it? Yeah. I feel like it is. I feel like the vegan sort of comes with a little bit of a political statement. That's why I chose to stay plant-based and kind yeah. of do stay plant-based because I always did it for health reasons. And also, you could for... probably be a vegan and not eat any plants. Exactly. And, yeah. And, it's, it's the same thing where you can be incredibly healthy, unhealthy on any diet. And mm. I initially went to it for health reasons. Um, and I really liked the way that it made me feel. I felt really good on it for a little while and then um i got very caught up in the dogma (laughs) of it i drank the kool-aid mad hard and was like oh yeah big time i mean because it's like what you're consuming you're not just food but content right like i sort of like identified i like would go to plant-based restaurants and i would um eat plant-based foods and I would find plant-based people (laughs) and like the yoga community is very much of that nature where that's a welcomed um narrative yeah was it so it was a a a bit ethical for you at that point it it turned into ethical it turned into ethical and then it fluctuated Uh, it started for health and then it definitely turned into ethical for sure um okay and then I started doing mac nutrition uni and I started to not feel super good um and then i feel like i'm dancing around dangerous territory i'm really not trying to like trash talk vegans <laughs> no neither neither in fact in fact you you're, you're going to be sandwiched on this podcast you're going to be sandwiched between um two vegans last week <laughs> last week i released it today was an episode with a guy called julian dean and on wednesday i'm interviewing a guy called carl donnelly they're two of my favorite comedians from the uk they've got a podcast called two vegan idiots and they are not vegan propagandists at all. Yeah. They literally chat shit. Um, they don't talk about veganism, but they just happen to both be vegan. Um, so if you're listening to this, go back and listen to uh, Julian Dean. It was a very funny yeah. conversation with him. Um, um, but, uh, well, it's good. Someone to represent the beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, murderers. I think we're called murderers. Murderers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just started to, at the very beginning of Mac Nutrition Uni, I don't know if you remember this, but they ask you to write down a list of your personal bias. Yep. And I, very well. um, yeah, so I like wrote that down and I realized like, oh, wow, like I should actually maybe take on more of a critical mindset that than I realized i should look into why am i why am i aligned why am i doing these things what is the what is the bigger picture here and no everyone can be healthy doing whatever they can do but as far as i'm concerned there really isn't anything there's no such thing as a free lunch like if i think that my like i'm being ethical by just not eating meat then i think that i'm wrong because Mm -hmm. meat is grown vegetables are grown with animal products um the monocropping industry Firstly, those farms are destroying topsoil as far Mm. as just growing corn and soy, which are vegan. So it's like I decided that my dollar would be. And then also I wasn't feeling very good. I was eating these, like I said, these big bowls of oats and not getting the not getting the feeling of satiation that I needed. And so it all kind of came to a head. And also my products that I was buying, there's a lot of reasons that brought brought me to it because it was kind of like a big deal. and also the products that I was buying that were like vegan were highly processed and coming from super far away. Yeah. And I, I just, like- I was going to say exactly that. I had the last, I mean, I, I, I eat a few vegan bits and bobs here and there. I mean, we're generally our food in Abu Dhabi's flown in from somewhere, right? It's come from exactly. Way. But where, how in- far is it flown from India exactly. or like exactly. you know, the U S yeah. That's a huge- I had a, I was in a hipster sort of area of London last year, uh, 
and I had went into a vegan restaurant and it was all felt the whole town feels vegan. The whole area feels mm-hmm. vegan. The, everywhere's like rustic, ethical bread. Everything's, you know, you're sat on pallets, that kind of yeah. place, you know? Mm-hmm. And I looked at a, um, a, a, a chocolate, a vegan chocolate thing that I was eating in a packet and it come from New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and in my, in my bias, and, and I had to step outside my bias and be like, well, what's actually more sustainable in my life? What do yeah. I think is more sustainable and ethical? And that's eating locally, minimally processed as local as possible. Obviously we're in, we're in a food desert and a literal desert. <laughs> so yeah, they, they do, they have gotten much better with um, aquaponics and stuff. And I do buy all of that stuff and try, I shop at the, if you're a local green heart, organic, farm um i order from them they deliver Mm. they grow everything locally or well dubai but localish so that all of those big things came to a head and i was like there's a chicken farm in a line (laughs) you know like there's a there's a the 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 milk is local and also it's not processed this is a single based ingredient which is kind of what i like yeah anyway so that's what sort of kind of came to a, a head in my life and I was did like, it improve health going back to it I mean uh, let's let them let, uh, let's just uh, I think we'll agree but let's just say now that you know I'm not saying that Dana going back to a plant uh, to, to eat an animal product made her healthy but it yeah. made her healthy it's not a healthier exactly. way to eat it made her yeah. healthier she felt better having a beef breakfast and an oaty breakfast you know i yeah and i like i maintain like you can be healthy on any one of these diets you can mm. be healthy on a vegan diet i'm not one of the i'm not one of the, on the other side of those zealots either that's like oh yeah well carnivorism is the only way you can absolutely be healthy on a oh vegan diet it's crazy yeah. not to think that yeah. like it's, of it's just that they don't sell dana is the problem like, like know, middle yeah. middle ground doesn't sell you know, Moderation. You know yeah, yeah it's just not it's, there look at the big podcast i'm talking i mean in big big they'll only have absolute zealots on because they will get them traction and attention and in any in any in any regard really it has to antagonize and i'm just so not about that or Mm. making it an ideology like i am not like and, and i work with vegans i work with people who eat keto and all that stuff and i try to i i don't push any agenda it's just about the tricks, right? They don't care how the vegan sausage is made. <laughs> they just yeah. care. They just want to know, like, if a vegan comes to me and they want to lose weight, I'm going to tell them the best way that I think by listening to what they have to say about their lifestyle is. I'm not going to ever say, well, turns out you should just eat meat because it would save you a lot of time. Like, that's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, um, there isn't, and like, it sucks too because like I, even on like all sides of it, there isn't a documentary, like the documentaries just piss me off so bad because it's like, mm. there isn't a documentary that's out there that's like, hey, let's look at all sides of this coin and show people a full picture. Exactly. The, everyone's an asshole. Yeah, it's, um, it's difficult to, to walk this sort of uh, path when you're just constantly, and that's the thing is that I've thought about doing a series of, of either posts or podcasts or little videos on, talking about the shit that the fitness industry and fitness or nutrition industry have fed Mm -hmm. to the world that we shouldn't have done. Um, Because it's always a, we get it about, I think we get it about, I think we get it about two years before my mom tells me about it. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. About that, about that sort of time frame. And I'm like, yeah, I was doing it two years ago. 
it came, it went, and now this is it much more watered down, which is actually probably what you you're doing before you even saw the BBC documentary. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so agendaed and there's so much. And, and, you know, it's like on one side, like, I'm going to come off really anti-vegan, I know it. <laughs> but on one side, like the, the, uh, the, the vegan community is very much like, it's industry that pays for that research. And that's why that research is what it is. And it's like, I just read a study the other day about the um, cognitive benefits of blueberries. And they did a huge okay. meta-analysis of blueberries and like how impactful they are on like um, functioning brain activity as you age awesome eat blueberries can't recommend it highly enough they're delicious yeah exactly. um, but that study was funded by the blueberry association of california and like but who else is gonna who else is gonna fund it like you're not gonna get the you're not gonna get like the flip-flop industry i've just got some flip-flops in front of me yeah. um it, it, you know funding a funding a study on blueberries and you're not gonna get a blueberry because they're it's their thing you know, mm-hmm. of course, that's why they, these people study them. When you get a meat, when you all of a sudden get, you're not going to get a meat company looking into the benefits of broccoli. milk, because yeah. of, of broccoli, of whatever else, because it's not, it's not their thing. That's what it is. And nobody, yes. but nobody calls out Big Blueberry. That's what I would call it. <laughs> Nobody's True, like, yeah, yeah. hey, Big Blueberries fund the study. It, that's, not the, that's not the headline. The headline yeah. is blueberries are awesome, which I'm not, yeah. they are eat them but also know that like and if you do believe that narrative that's why i think that we were so lucky to do the course that we did is because we have now the ability to go in and read that research paper and say how much how much did it affect them how much did they eat how long did they do it how many people were there because that's what you need to look at when looking at research the full body of research not Mm. just the plucked narrative and like journalism is a huge uh, factor in this because they don't read the whole paper majority of the times when you have a headline you can go to the research article that they cited and in their entire all the information is in the abstract of that research article that's yeah perfect. then you can just tell you're like that's it like okay well you obviously didn't read this exactly and so that's we're coming up to like a year ago now aren't we you're finishing mnu now you're now you're back to being a murderer Yes, murderer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and working with. Let's let's just finish up with uh, who you tend to work with. Is there anyone you prefer to work with? I mean, I get the impression that you're a little bit like me, and I I'd say that I specifically train general population. I feel like I'm a I'd like to be a, a specialist in training general population. Totally. Yeah, that is where I am. I that's where I lie. Also, Gen Pop. I mean, I can work with specialty populations. Uh, mm. But I don't think that that's really where my heart is because I really believe that I do believe this is a lifestyle. I believe in wellness and I believe that really like these little things that we're talking about, like about keeping a uh, pint glass of celery in your fridge yeah. can change people's lives. It mm. changes people like one of I, I have a whole segment um, when I work with people about chewing your food. If I think if you could do anything, chew your food and go for a walk. And if you yeah. did those two things yeah. forever, your life would change. And like, yeah. I think that that's like where I find my calling is working with people who, not the, not the elite, not the ones who want to run the marathon and the triathlon and like get down to a very low body fat percentage. Cause like that to me is, it's more of a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. It's and anyone who's not sure that's me too. Totally. Like I, um, 
I don't, I don't want to work with those people. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't want to work with those people. I find, I find, um, and I'm not that myself. I'm not a, an extremist myself. I like to be able to throw myself into a situation and, and half handle it. You know, if, if by that, I mean, fitness wise. And mm-hmm. I found myself on holiday on travels recent uh, in the last few years where, um, I fancied doing something. So I did it and it probably required fitness. I, you know, it, it required a certain level of health. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to the point where I'd have to, it's, you know, it wasn't like a leg of the tour de France where I'd have to have trained to be a cyclist. I just, yeah. I was fit enough to go and do something. And, and that's the general sort of gist I get to people. I like, I like, you know, a, a client, I like to get people to be able to do stuff, do that they want to do. One of a story that I've mentioned a few times on maybe on this podcast as well is that, you know, a client of mine came to me because she couldn't, she couldn't, or not, or not because, but a trigger for her was she couldn't go to Edinburgh Castle with her kids because they only had six hours in Edinburgh and the castle was, or they only had a limited time frame, and the castle was a walk away and she couldn't handle that walk. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing I want to make sure that people don't find themselves having to, you know, that's where the big differences are, you know? And it, it's just yeah. really interesting to like, even like, but those, those people that, and that, that do come to me, because that definitely is the majority of my clientele. They always come in with these notions of these big sweeping changes that have to be done. Throw everything out, right? I, you yeah. want me to throw everything out? You're the nutritionist. And it's like mind boggling to them that I'm like, no, how about you just chew your food? Yeah. Only, that's all we're doing this week. This week is just chewing food. Like they're <laughs> like, it can't, that can't be it. And you know what? It's like, I think for people like you and myself and a lot of people that I surround myself with, I like, we are health seeking individuals. Like mm. that's our life. We are health seeking. Mm. And that's why we can eat pizza and breakfast cereal and play with these certain things. Because like, I think that like, at least for me, like this is never, there is no end goal for me. This is all about the process goals. And I'm going to continue to do this as long as I am like able from all the benefits that I see. So yeah. Yeah. And anyone who wants to get in touch with you to work with you from a nutrition standpoint? Uh, Probably Instagram is the best way. It's Dana, D-A-N-A underscore does, D-O-E-S underscore. My website is we used to be fat.com and <laughs> um, also I have a Facebook page called we used to be fat but Instagram like I post pretty much daily and there's okay. lots of like stuff on there cool well there you have it guys that's been uh, Dana House and myself chatting uh, all things fitness health nutrition and previously for having me. Dana was previously fat I'm currently fat <laughs> <laughs> no wrong Thanks, way to Dana. pandemic <laughs> stay, stay online. I'll, uh, I'll say goodbye in a second. Uh, guys, uh, give this a share. Give me a question. Listen on any way you like to listen to podcasts and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, Dana.